listener production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Tuesday, the 10th of May. A rain bomb has smashed parts of Queensland overnight with several areas now on high alert for dangerous weather and widespread flooding. The worst of the weather is expected to hit tonight with some areas along the coast set to see up to 400 millimetres of rain over the next few days. Queensland Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk warning residents to prepare and follow safety warnings. Towns such as Longreach could experience five to ten times their normal May rainfall. Thousands of aged care workers from three states will walk off the job today. In a first, the industrial action is taking place across Queensland, South Australia and WA. Here's Caroline Smith from the United Workers' Union. We know there is a crisis in aged care. There's a real problem with not enough staff and that is impacting the quality of aged care. And they're also taking action for better wages so that they can afford to stay in the job they love to do. Damning allegations have been made in the opening of the trial of former Sydney school teacher. Chris Dawson. The prosecutors allege he killed his wife Lynette in 1982. Her body has never been found. The 72-year-old has pleaded not guilty. Yesterday, the Supreme Court heard that Mr Dawson attempted to hire a hitman to, quote, get rid of his wife and also about his relationship with a school student at the time of his wife's suspected murder. Overseas now and concerns are continuing over China's security pact with the Solomon Islands, with local MPs opposing the move. It comes after the Solomon Islands opposition claims the deal isn't needed, slamming the country's PM for his latest tirade against Australia. Solomon opposition MP Peter Kenaloria has told Channel 10 the new deal doesn't help locals. It is not a pact that benefits Solomon Islands at all in terms of our issues here. It doesn't benefit Solomon Islands or value addition to anything that we are already receiving from our security partners, uh, Australia in particular. Staying overseas and there's growing concerns Vladimir Putin will soon escalate his attack on Ukraine after making a passionate speech about Mother Russia during Victory Day celebrations yesterday. President Putin slamming the actions of Ukraine and NATO, saying they are a threat to Russia and its borders. They were preparing a punishing operation in Donbass to intrude on our historic land. In Kyiv, they were saying that they might get nuclear weapons and NATO started exploring the lands close to us. That translation, thanks to CNN. And Queen Elizabeth has withdrawn from attending the state opening of Parliament due to mobility issues, renewing concerns over Her Majesty's health. It will be just the third time the Queen has not attended the event during her 70-year reign. Let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground to New South Wales and a man's body has washed up in the busy port of Newcastle with millions of dollars worth of drugs. Our reporter Hamish Finlay is in Newcastle and Hamish, it's now a major crime scene. Well, that's right, Tash. Police have confirmed the man in diving gear washed up on Kooragang Island. That's an industrial area in Newcastle Port, just at the mouth of the Hunter River yesterday morning. However, it's what was found next to him that has sparked this major investigation, a bag containing 50 kilos of the drug cocaine. According to police, that amount has a potential street value of $20 million. It's now a major crime scene. Organised crime squad detectives and the AFP, along with police divers and also Border Force, a combing over the area today. 
to Victoria and a man is recovering in hospital after he was allegedly kidnapped in a regional town. Our reporter Lee Jolo has more. Yeah, police believe the 38-year-old was picked up by a woman driving a blue Commodore at the tail end of last week from a house in the town of Hamilton. Once inside the car, the man was assaulted by another man hiding in the back. The car then set off with the three people still on board. They drove to a petrol station. At that point, the victim was able to make his escape and raise the alarm. He was then taken to hospital suffering from facial injuries. The investigation remains ongoing as police look to apprehend the alleged attackers. In business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Scott Phillips from The Motley Fool. Scott, good morning. We already know inflation is going through the roof, especially with the prices like at the supermarket. And now there's more bad news with power prices set to soar from July. Oh, Tash, good morning. Uh, the hits just keep on coming in 2022, don't they? And yeah, that's right. We know the price of wholesale electricity has been going through the roof this year so far. Most of us, though, aren't paying any extra because the prices get set again on July 1. Now, it was only on the weekend uh, that both leaders, uh, the Prime Minister and the Opposition Leader, talked about how they would push prices down, all that kind of stuff. Unfortunately, the experts, the people who actually know these things, are saying that we're going to have to pay a lot more for power. Now, the wholesale price is only 30% of the final price we pay. The rest is largely transmission and retail costs. Uh, but the price increase has been so massive at wholesale level, we're almost certainly all going to be paying a lot more for electricity in a couple of months' time. And Scott, talking about energy, the battle for AGL is heating up with billionaire Mike Cannon-Brooks invoking Star Wars, many are saying. <laughs> but will it mean our electricity is cheaper? Oh, this is a great one. Uh, Mike Cannon-Brooks, he, he is the he is the Atlassian billionaire, of course. And he's not, he's not your average your average billionaire, your average corporate titan. A little bit fruity with his language, but this time he's invoking Star Wars. And here's this quote. He says, the Rebel Alliance is slowly forming. How did the Rebel Alliance win? They won with clear-eyed strategy and focus, and they won with hope, hope for a better future. <laughs> so he's really, he's really digging deep into that one. Will it be lower prices? This is the really, really big challenge. Cannon Brooks is saying, look, if they split these two businesses apart, neither is going to be big enough or significant enough to actually raise the money it needs or to make the money it needs to make. The coal business, he's saying, is a, is a dead business. It's not going to have anything, any sort of future at all. The rest of that business is not going to have enough heft to invest properly in the green energy revolution. So it makes sense to split these two businesses if you think about it economically, if you think about it financially. But if you look into the future, his very clear claim, and the board refutes this, by the way, is that splitting the companies will make neither big enough or significant enough to actually win and maybe even survive the board taking a very opposite view. Yeah, and talking about the future of energy, interesting development in WA regarding a hydrogen project. This is cool too. So we spent a lot of time talking about future and energy and electricity today. Uh, BHP, of course, only a few months ago now got out of oil altogether. They said, look, we don't want to be in oil. They spun those assets off to Woodside Petroleum. So now investors in BHP basically have an iron ore business. It's either bits and pieces. All of the oil is now in Woodside. Recently, in fact, as early late as this week, they're now talking about investing in a hydrogen plant. This is a $48 billion hydrogen project in the Pilbara in WA. And this is kind of the future of potentially clean, green fuel and transport in particular. So whether or not this comes off, we don't know. It's just rumoured to be reported. But apparently BHP going to make an announcement as early as this week in Rotterdam in Europe, uh, basically saying we are going to get into this business. Now, it's a startup with some private equity and other players not only is BHP investing, they want to be the operator, reportedly, of this particular project. It'd be a huge, huge, huge new business for BHP. A bit of risk, by the way, because it hasn't yet been commercialised, 
But if they can make it work, this might be the beginning of a new future for BHP. It certainly is the way of the future. Thanks so much, Scott. Thanks, sir. Brett Thomas and Brett, good morning. The Eels are defending a trainer who's under NRL investigation for running across the goalpost while Panthers skipper Nathan Cleary lined up a conversion. Yeah, this is uh, something that the NRL is looking at. Friday night's blockbuster, Nathan Cleary missed that conversion, didn't seem to alter his kick, but of course the Eels going on to win by two points. So if he made that conversion, scores a level, we're potentially going to golden point uh, extra time. So there could be some punishment on the way. That would be uh, a fine though, or perhaps a warning. There's no provision in the rules for Cleary to retake that kick, so that's something that they might uh, tweak. The trainer himself, though, second row Ryan Madison, insists the action wasn't deliberate. He's got a heart of gold, and there's no way that he would intend to do that on purpose. But um, yeah, that's that's something that NRL will sort out. And Reed Marty missed training yesterday due to the flu, but the star hooker is expected to line up in Magic Round against the Roosters this weekend. And Brett, several AFL clubs have injury concerns leading into round nine. Yeah, they certainly do. Let's start at the Demons and the unbeaten Premiers. Uh, They have Max Gorn, their skipper, in doubt for Sunday's clash with West Coast. He had scans on a knee injury yesterday. It was a clash of knees with Saints ruckman Paddy Ryder on Sunday. They face the Eagles, as I mentioned. Now, the Bulldogs, they have a lot of concerns. Cody Waitman will miss up to three games. He had surgery to repair a broken collarbone. Lathan Vandermeer, he's out for two months with a hamstring. Tim O'Brien, two weeks with a calf issue. Now, at the Lions, they lost Joe Danaher, a couple of weeks ago uh, to a shoulder that popped out. They've now lost a second key forward, Dan McStay, although he uh, avoided a fracture of his ankle, does have ligament damage and high-performance manager Damien Austin means that means uh, time on the sidelines. So we've had a scan. Uh, obviously, he's got a bit of ankle damage there, which an uh, ankle sprain, so we'll give him about three weeks and we'll hopefully get him up and moving by the end of the week. Good news for the Blues, though. Skipper Paddy Cripp still eligible to win the Brownlow medal. He was cleared by the match review office of a dangerous tackle. And bred in the A-League, Melbourne City is celebrating back-to-back Premier's plates. Yeah, certainly are beating Wellington Phoenix 2-1 last night. Some victory fans were actually in the stands cheering against their Melbourne rival, hoping that they couldn't get the job done. Uh, but they did. Some nervous moments when they conceded a, a goal, but managed to hold on and beat the Phoenix. And uh, their coach, Patrick Hisnorbo, says it's been a challenging season. I think it's been a big year. Uh, excluding the final series, you know, obviously that what we've had to deal with, and I'm, I'm not just saying not just us, but um, a, a lot of clubs and back-to-back games, and you know, you get put in situations that you've never been put in before because of you know the, the, the COVID situation. Yeah, two pandemic premiers plates. That's a, a mighty achievement. Brett, thanks so much. Thank you, Tash. And in what's being hailed a miracle, the toddler who was critically injured last week after being left on a daycare bus in central Queensland has now returned home. Doctors released three-year-old Nevaeh Austin from hospital yesterday. Just days earlier, she was given just a 5% chance of survival. Her dad, Shane, has told Channel 9 it's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, I'm feeling really good. Oh, more than really good. Yeah, I'm still here. Yeah, I found it better. An investigation is continuing into the incident. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda. In your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning, you can get your latest election news and analysis via the listener app. Head to the Discover tab and click on Your Vote 22. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we'll see you tomorrow.
Listener.